What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dome Field Advantage podcast. I am your co-host, Devin Jackson, joined by my other co-host, Dylan Bear, as we bring you the latest Saints action. Last week, we returned uh, to a you know three-month break or so, uh, but now we're back. Like I said, we're, we're going to try and, and do episode every week, depending on uh, if Saints news hit or not. And you know, Big Saints news did hit a couple of days ago, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, Dylan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Actually pulling double duty today. Uh, just finished a worldly podcast recording a little while ago. So if you're a follower of that show like you are this one, make sure to check it out when it drops on uh, Sunday, July 4th. Since it was a 4th of July special, I figured it's only fitting that I drop it on Sunday. But uh, no, man, I'm doing well. Uh, we're getting through a thunderstorm over here in Louisiana. Uh, it's kind of soothing to listen to thunderstorms sometimes. So I think once we're done, I may lay down and probably fall asleep for a little while. Uh, what about you, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Um, you know, just got back running some errands today. Uh, I will also be pulling double duty. I got a, I got another podcast or a live show to do uh, in a couple of hours, uh, talking some NFL draft prospects. So uh, excited to get that, uh, get that rolling. But like I said at the top of the show, we got some exciting news for the New Orleans Saints. They were able to extend their right tackle Ryan Ramchek to a five-year $96 million extension. Uh, I believe that makes him the highest paid right tackle in the NFL uh, thus far. And, you know, it's it's it comes at a, a great time for the Saints or, uh, you know, a time where they, they kind of need to start making decisions. Uh, obviously, you got him uh, from that 2017 class, got Marshawn Lattimore and some other guys as well that the Saints may look to extend. But uh, first, I'll, I'll get your thoughts, Dylan. What did you think about the extension? And, and uh, you know, what did you think about the Saints locking him in for another five years? I mean, for the $96 million, I feel like he's worth every penny. You know, since drafting him in 2017, he has put himself as one of the best tackles in the league. Uh, he has shut out so many uh, pass rushers that you can look at today as simply one of the best. So if you can do that, then you're solidifying yourself as one of the best. So five years, $96 million, I feel like that is worth every single penny, and I'm so glad the Saints were able to lock him up. All-pro right tackle, like I said, he was the 32nd pick uh, in the 2017 NFL Draft, first-round pick for the Saints, uh, the second of two first-round picks the Saints had that year. And, and funny enough, uh, the strangest story about him is that the Saints weren't even really targeting him at that point. Uh, they wanted Reuben Foster, uh, and we saw how that kind of turned out. So it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise for the Saints because you got uh, now a perennial right tackle for the future. Uh, and he's, I think, over exceeded expectations. You know, I think coming in, a lot of people didn't know a whole bunch about him. I think when he first got it drafted, just knew he was a, a tackle out of Wisconsin, a good run blocker. But he's proven to be not only a solid run blocker, but a, a great pass blocker as well. And uh, has been very, very vital to the New Orleans Saints uh, in, in what he's been able to do uh, over the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see now, uh, you know, now I'm uh, taking a look at uh, what the potential cap hit because it was set to be $11 million uh, for him um, this season before the extension. Um, and it was, it was because of the fifth year option. So, uh, the deal includes $60 million guaranteed, and uh, he surpassed Lane, the Philadelphia Eagles' right tackle, Lane Johnson, uh, for the right tackle market, who's averaging $18 million a year on his $72 million deal. Ramchek at 19.2. Uh, 
And, you know, they'll kind of bring up a question or, or segue us into our kind of our next topic, which is uh, the Saints offensive line. Now that they have Ryan Ramchek, uh, you know, kind of intact now, uh, you also got Eric McCoy, who they took uh, in, I believe, in the third round or second round of the uh, 2019 NFL draft. You took right guard Cesar Ruiz in the 2020 NFL draft uh, in the first round. Uh, in, and now you, you have two guys really left, I think, that. Uh, you know, the Saints have to make a decision on soon. So we'll start with Teron Armstead. Uh, Dylan, would, when, do you think, do you anticipate the Saints potentially uh, extending him and, and maybe uh, getting him on a long-term deal or trying to do that this summer? I mean, I would hope so, but I mean, if it comes down to us kind of having to pick out of other players, then I wouldn't necessarily pick him. Uh, Teron Armstead, you know, is, is one of the favorites in New Orleans right now when it comes to the offensive line, but I mean, the injuries is, is something that has really played a factor in his style of play in New Orleans. And it's sad to say I haven't been able to see his full potential, even though he's been in New Orleans for quite some time. So honestly, if I had to choose out of other people, and and of course, Teron Armstead was one of them, I don't think I would choose him, simply because of the whole injury factor that I'm looking into right now. Uh, it, I'm just sad to see it because I'm a huge fan of Teron Armstead. I just love his off the field work as well. I know he's a musician as well, and I follow his music quite often. Uh, so his his personality in New Orleans is just awesome, and just how he interacts with Saints fans is is also awesome. You know, it's very special to Saints fans because if you're going to come in there into the New Orleans Saints and you're going to interact with the Houdat Nation, they're going to love you even more. But on the field, the injuries, man, that's that's kind of killing him right now. So I don't see the Saints you know, making him a huge offer. I would love to see him stay in New Orleans, but if it came down to money and they have to choose somebody else, then I think that's the right move. Yeah, it's, it's tough because, like you said, Armstead, he, he's been a, a crucial key to the Saints offensive line, uh, but he has been injured uh, quite a bit over the last few seasons. He's missed some time. Uh, I think he missed a little bit of time in 2019, uh, 2018 as well. Uh, where the Saints kind of had to play, uh, you know, kind of shuffle the deck, so to speak, to kind of get guys in there and, and make sure that they, um, you know, have a, a decent offensive line to work with. Uh, but, yeah, I was, was reading up a little bit more on a Ranchek deal, which freed up uh, $5.5 million for the Saints uh, this season, uh, which is which is nice, uh, obviously, uh, you know, for them to maybe get some more depth pieces or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's set to start making that that money or on his deal next year with ten point five million. But back to Toronto Armstead, it's going to be a tough one uh, because injuries play a, a huge factor. You got to be a, your best, um, you know, the best trade that you can have for NFL players availability. And, and that's something that's he's kind of struggled with, uh, you know, during his time in New Orleans. While when he's on the field, he's great. He's fantastic. He's one of the best left tackles. Uh, I think in the NFL in, in terms of being able to uh, do it all, you know, I think the Saints have, have two cornerstone cornerstone tackles and, and whatnot, but you know, you, you gotta be able to be available. I mean, he, like I said, in 2018, he missed uh, six games with an injury. Uh, he's been relatively healthy the last two seasons, uh, but 2017 and 18, he mo- missed uh, multiple games in both of those seasons, uh, six games each. Um, and, you know, that that's something that you got to keep in mind. And like I say, he's been relatively healthy the last two seasons. But 
you got to look at the market, got to look at, is it going to be worth paying another probably 18, 19 million to get his deal done? You know, because, you know, obviously Ryan Ramchek kind of, they're, they're comparable in terms of their, uh, how good they are. They're both all pro type tackles. Um, and, and you want to try and keep both of them, but I, it's going to be tough to see, uh, because, you know, the Saints could ultimately maybe let him walk, move Ryan Ramchek over to left tackle and then get another right tackle. You know, this that's something that they could explore potentially, you know. So for me, it's like, you know, it's kind of hard to to really figure out what the Saints are going to do, because obviously they they have priorities uh, and, and some of those are priorities that we're going to talk about next is some other players uh, that are going to be due for contracts as well. So I think the Teron Armstead uh, situation is going to be interesting to, to monitor and, and see if, if the Saints go ahead and extend him or, or are they going to let him walk, you know, because it's, it'll be tough for, for him to, to walk, but at the end of the day, it might be something need to be done depending on their, their cap hit and whatnot. Speaking of a couple other players that, uh, you know, are going to be set for contracts or contract extension soon, uh, another guy in the 2017 class, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, we'll start with him first. Uh, obviously, he's played very well. If you take kind of everything in perspective, uh, you know, over his last four seasons in NFL, uh, he's been a mainstay for the Saints secondary, one of the few players in that secondary. There, that's actually been there and you know has played somewhat consistently, but uh, is also a player that's had a little bit of up and downs as well. Uh, we, as we both know, we talked about on the podcast last season, uh, he he struggled out, out of the gates uh, to to defend uh, players not named Mike Evans. You know, against the Raiders, he had a tough time. Um, a couple other games last season, he had a tough time uh, defending mm-hmm. some guys. Whenever the Saints play the Rams, he has a tough time guarding Cooper Cup and some of those other guys too. Uh, so, Dylan, uh, what do you think about you know the Saints potentially exploring uh, extending him this offseason? And do you think that would be a smart move uh, for the Saints going forward? Yeah, just like you mentioned uh, last season, uh, Marshawn Lattimore was one of like the main topics of our podcast pretty much every single time that we talk to each other, and. It's just the inconsistency that he showed last season. So if you're going to base an extension off of last season, that's that's not a smart move in my opinion because, like you said also, that pretty much any receiver not named Mike Evans was simply getting past him. And he was making him look like that he's not a top corner. And, and in reality, for the Saints, he is a top corner. Right now, he's all we got and because we still don't know the whole thing behind who our CB2 is going to be. So – Locking up Marshawn Lattimore may not seem like the smart move because of how last season went with him and going against anyone who wasn't Mike Evans. Uh, if you lined him up, someone who is not Mike Evans, he was getting torched out there and we kind of made it known every single time that we had a podcast. It seems like that you were listening to the same show over and over again because how much we talked about it. And it's sad to say because he is our top corner but I'm not going to give up on him just yet. You know, everyone has that down season, just like Michael Thomas had. Michael Thomas was on injuries, you know, pretty much every single game. And you saw him return for uh, not many games. So I'm not going to give up on him yet. If you take away Michael Thomas away from the Saints, there is no receiving core. I don't trust anyone leading the, 
in the Saints receiving core other than Michael Thomas right now. So Marshawn Lattimore is like the defense's version of Michael Thomas when it comes to the Saints because he is that top corner. So, yeah, like I said, it doesn't seem like the smart move to extend him, but really and truly there's no other option out there right now other than uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And the thing, if you're going to let him walk, you need at least to have that option of who CB2 is right now to move him up to that one spot. So, yeah, you got to lock him up no matter what. Uh, so Marshawn Lattimore should be in a Saints uniform from here on out for a very long time. Yeah, uh, you you made a very good point. Uh, the Saints really don't have many options at corner, you know, and for what the Saints like to do, they like to put their corners on an island. They like to, uh, you know, play man to man defense. A lot of it, uh, you let him walk. I mean, you don't have anyone really on that roster that can do it nearly as well as Marshawn Lattimore. So it's kind of he's one of those players, and and like you said, it's kind of just like Michael Thomas. You kind of take the good with the bad. Like there can be some inconsistent see issues there can be some injury issues but when they're on the field and they're playing i mean they're they're some of the best at their positions respect the positions and there's no doubt in in my mind that you know we and and for the saints we really haven't had that in, in quite a long time maybe since like what tracy porter maybe uh where you can have a corner out on the island you don't have really any worries like you're going to give up big plays that happens in nfl but uh, on a down to down basis, you can count on him to to make plays, uh, you know, make pass deflections and, and take away the team's best option. So I think for for Marshawn, it's like, yeah, he's inconsistent. Yeah, he has some issues. But at the same time, I think you you got to have him. I mean, with without him, you know, without Michael Thomas, they're they're like the core of their running back room. It'll be like taking away Alvin Kamara from the running back room is then it's like, you know, Latavius Murray is okay, but he's not Alvin Kamara. So the Saints have done a real good job identifying talent, being able to bring it in and hone in that talent and then keeping it, you know, obviously uh, they let Trey Hendrickson walk, but he really emerged really the last season and a half, uh, which I understand, you know, it, it's kind of tough to to pay him what he, he got, you know, he got I think like 60 million from the Bengals Saints were not willing to part with that. So I, I don't blame him for that, but uh, for Lattimore, you, you got to have him. I think on the team, uh, there's no doubt about that. A doubt about the Saints are much better with him on the field and in a Saints uniform than without it. And I think, you know, he'll probably get an extension if not done this summer, uh, definitely sometime during the season, I, I will believe so. Uh, final uh, final player I want to talk about, a player that me and you have both uh, have seen the ups and downs of and, and talked about as a lot as well in the podcast, Marcus Williams. Uh, he's set to get franchise tag on July 15th. If he doesn't get extended, it will be, which will be a $10.6 million uh, hit to the Saints uh, uh, cap hit. And, you know, like like I said, he's been incredibly up and down, you know, obviously from the Minnesota Miracle to, you know, sometimes being out of coverage in the back end. Uh, you know, as, as much as we've talked a lot about him, you know, he's still been one of the better players in the Saints secondary, uh, despite all of the uh, things that he may not do at a consistent basis as well. Uh, so, uh, Dylan, uh you think the Saints maybe uh, try and extend him before, uh, you know, the July 15th uh, deadline? Or do you think they kind of let that one ride out and then extend him uh, maybe at the end of the season? When it comes to uh, Marcus Williams, I could see it maybe riding out more on the franchise tag than anything. 
I don't know. It's kind of like a similar situation right now with uh, Marcus Williams. Like I was talking about with Marshawn Lattimore, if you let him walk, who else do you have? The Saints secondary is kind of only built around like, like the starter. And then the backups are not that good right now because if you let Marcus Williams walk, the thing is, you know, who else do you have? So you have to keep that young talent around. I know that there's a lot of plays that, you know, people talk about, you know, the Minneapolis miracle is, is one in particular. Uh, anytime Marcus Williams is ever talked about, then you always you know, see a gif on the internet of it. And it's kind of played out because it was his rookie year. You know, he's had time to build and, you know, get better. And I found that he, you know, he has gotten better. You know, he's, he solidified himself as a great safety for the saints. And I think that he can just you know, keep getting better and better. Uh, but when it comes to extending him, I think, I think more of a franchise tag I know right now, but the extended will come. You know, the extension from Marcus Williams is, is going to come at some point. I just don't think it needs to be like like priority right now. Like much like uh, you know, making a decision on Armstead, Lattimore, anything like that. You know, Marcus Williams' time for an extension will come. Uh, but is it a priority right now? Not so much. But uh just like Marshall Lattimore, I think Marcus Williams should be in a black and gold uniform for quite some time. Yeah, uh as much as we, you know, have, have talked down on him or, or negatively about him, you know, I, I think it's one of those, he's one of those guys that, you know, you got to have, you know, just like you said, you have to have someone in the back end that can make plays on the football. And for as much as I, I give him, you know, grief about some of the things he does during games, he does go after the ball and get interceptions every single season. Uh, that's one thing he is good at. He's able to uh, be that true, like free safety back there, where he can uh, make plays on the football and uh, you know get the ball back for the for the Saints, you know. And, and uh, really, uh, outside of him, I mean, you got an older Malcolm Jenkins, who, I mean, you know, he's probably on the tail end of his career. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is in the mix. He played some safety, but mainly plays kind of that nickel position for the Saints. So I mean, they have options, but at the same time, I don't think those you know, the combination of those two guys alone is really going to help fill that void. So Marcus Williams is another guy that the Saints uh, are going to look to extend. Uh, and I'd expect to be him to be extended, but I don't know if it happens before uh, that deadline. So I think he'll play it out on the franchise tag. Uh, and maybe it, it uh, fuels him to have his best season of his career. Uh, he's shown flashes of some of that rookie uh, sensational play that he he did his rookie season, obviously before the Minnesota miracle. Uh, but I think, you know, he, he's, he's shown the ability, like the Tampa Bay game last year in Tampa Bay, when we beat him 38 to three, uh, he had a, a really nice pick on, uh, you know, and I think it was more of a punt, you know, <laughs> to him from, from Tom Brady, but uh, he showed the ability to, to be able to have that range in the back end and, you know, showed, that he can make progress every single year. Um, he had three interceptions uh, last year, uh, tied for the team league, uh, broke up seven passes last year uh, for the Saints as well, uh, and he became a better tackler too. So I think you know having those guys really intact, it's going to be tough because the Saints are, are kind of in salary cap hell right now in terms of they have so much money doled out to a lot of people, a lot of dead hit money to Drew Brees as well. Uh, I think they restructure that, uh, but they, he's still getting at somewhat of a cat he, cap hit in 2021. Uh, obviously, the Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas extensions uh, play a part in that too. 
So they have their core uh, pretty much locked in. Obviously, those last few guys that we've mentioned are, are still looking for a contract or a new contract, but I think that it'll get done for the most part. I think they'll maybe have to make a tough decision. I think it really comes down to probably to Ron Armstead, Marcus Williams, if it if it really comes down to in terms of uh, if they had to let somebody go to save up some money. I think one of those guys would probably be on the chopping block. But, you know, I We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, this is really the biggest talk for the Saints so far this, this offseason. Obviously, you know, we still got the quarterback uh, position that's still up in the air. But uh, in terms of what's after that is locking in some of their key guys from the 2017-18 classes in for uh, for the long haul. So we'll see what happens. Uh, any final thoughts, Dylan, on on those contract situations or anything in general? Not so much, no. It's just just anything Sean and uh, Mickey do, I'm going to trust it. So if it's something I'm not a big fan of, I'm still going to trust it because I've been following Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis for so long. And the decisions at the time don't seem well, but in the long run, it, it just works out. So I'm just excited to see the future of the Saints team. It's going to be a different-looking Saints team. Uh, some people, of course, signed with different teams. Uh, some got released and signed with uh, different teams. And of course, the big retirement from Drew Brees. This is the uh, the big one. You know, it's going to be a very different looking team on offense in particular because number nine won't be under center, and you know, for the first time in such a long time, it's going to be weird. Uh, no matter who the quarterback is that they decide to go with, which is hopefully Jameis Winston, I will support it. So it's just to see what happens. Uh, we're still in the off season right now, and now next month finally is preseason. Uh, we didn't have preseason last year due to the COVID year. So uh, the Saints will be able to get that preparation done uh, for the regular season. So I'm excited. I think the Saints team is going to look good, a lot better than what people think they will. Because despite losing Drew, this is still a very talented team. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I just can't wait. Yeah, Saints are a well-built team from top to bottom. I mean, even with changes at quarterback and some other key positions, I think they th- think they'll do just fine and, and be able to, uh, you know, continue their winning ways. Hopefully, this season and I think preseason will be really valuable for this team getting on the same page and and just being able to, uh, you know really mesh and, and get that opportunity to play together uh, before they actually get the season start. So definitely excited about that. That will do it for the this episode of the Dome Field Advantage podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. You can follow Dylan on Twitter at DylanJABear12. You can follow the show on Twitter at Dome Field Pod uh, and, and check us out on a variety of platforms and, and uh, you know, Take a look into the podcast, leave a review, and and uh, we'll look forward to giving you some more Saints talk and Saints uh, news as it comes out. So uh, for Devin Jackson and uh, Dylan, uh, we'll see you guys uh, the next time we record.